0: Welcome back to the Anything is Everything podcast. Let's go. We are on episode four. So, how have you guys been? Thank you for being with me. And I have one big update. We will mainly be posting once a week on Mondays and Wednesdays. Wednesdays are most of the time when we'll have a special guest. And that's kind of it. But before I continue, I want to thank everybody who's helped me create this podcast. Thanks to my parents. And thank you to mom. All my friends for the support. Thank you a lot. And let's get right into it. Welcome back to the Anything is Everything podcast. Let's start it with the NBA segment. So, how are the NBA standings looking like? Still kind of the same. And I'd still say the same dominance from both the top teams of the East and the West. What's kind of funny to me is the Pacers have still been in the playoff race, even with the loss of star player Victor Oladipo. Oladipo was already having a good year until his injury, and we all hope he can recover. But they're still really fighting hard, and they clinched their, their playoff berth as the fourth seed. So in the West, the Rockets have clinched theirs with 47 wins. And the sad Lakers hate the Lakers. I hate them. Are in eleven. So honestly, the th- biggest thing is both the Warriors and the Bucks are dominating in each conference. But in a finals here, in a best of seven, in the finals, I'll still give it to the Warriors. Their playoff experience has thought has shown against better teams, and I still think they're the best team in the league. If I'm honest, no teams honestly better than them it feels like the that the only team that could even really match them in a playoff series is the experience of the raptors or the experience of the rockets because both the nuggets the bucks and the sixers have only been to the playoffs maybe the nuggets first year the bucks last two years and then the sixers two years But they don't really have the playoff... They don't have the expectancy to win because of their lack of playoff experience. So I still think the Warriors are going to top it. But it still seems like the Warriors are really beatable after their horrendous loss to the, um, the Mavericks. Yes, that was a terrible game. So honestly, it's... Wow, magically enough, it's been... How many years for LeBron that he's, how many years has LeBron been out? Has has LeBron ever been out of the playoffs? I don't believe none. I believe it was like his third year. He was already there. LeBron thirteen. Yeah, third season. I was correct, but it's 13. So so it seems like LeBron still has his edge. But the sad thing is, his team isn't good enough. His team isn't good enough to be at the top. And it's kind of hard for a team like the Lakers to even come back, which I believe they can't even. The standing, it's too many games in. I believe they're only like eight games more or seven. Maybe even 6-5, but, like, they don't have a chance anymore because they lost some really good chances against some easy teams. And so it, it, they were supposed to be better than what it is. You have LeBron James. You shouldn't even – not. you should not be able – you shouldn't not yeah, – you should be able to always make the playoffs. And the problem I see is injuries and also – just they're so old. There may be there may be some young players, but like the trade for Zubats, that was a terrible trade. And like honestly, their team isn't that young with a lot of veterans. Welcome back to the Anything Is Everything podcast, and for our video game segment, let's talk about Clash Royale because. I honestly really want to talk about Clash. So, if I'm honest, Clash Royale—I I talked about how I lost my account for like two and a half years. It kind of died out when I lost that account, and but now it's really like a big thing. And let's talk about what's been happening and what are the best decks right now. If I'm honest, I've always just ran the um. P.E.K.K.A. decks because I've always loved P.E.K.K.A. decks. Nothing beats a P.E.K.K.A. deck. It used to not be able to be beaten. So before, the meta wasn't really shaped to be something. I always didn't play what the meta told me to. I just played what I thought was the best. Honestly, my deck right now, it's it's 4.4 Elixir. It's a Mega Knight P.E.K.K.A. deck. It's a really expensive deck. And right now, it's a lot of. It's a lot of bridge spam. I used to love bridge spam because I honestly thought it was a really good idea. But bridge spam is one of the. It's a cheesy way to win games. I honestly hate that people love bridge spam because I think bridge spam kind of hurts the meta and know. That's kind of why I've always hated it. Like most decks right now are either featuring. A Ram Rider or a Prince. It's something with a dash. It's always something with a dash. Like, this Prince Bridgeman is the... It's so many Bridgeman decks that, like... It's not fun for people who can't... Like, obviously it's not fun for people who who can't counter it. But, like, it's hard to counter it. Sadly, though, it seems like the top picks consist of... Rich spam, and it's kind of helped them out of shape. So honestly, best decks seems like our Ramp Rider, Mega Knight, Electro Dragon decks. Electro Dragon kills Sparky, destroy Sparky. My gosh, and Royal Recruits, like Royal Recruits actually were really strong until they got nerfed to eight and put back to seven. Seven, I think, is maybe the best position for it because you still have enough to run like. A clone with it or like something cheap with it but it's not too cheap where you can play like a hunter or wizard with it. If I'm honest it's been a while since I've seen like big Pekka decks like right here I can't really find Pekka decks because off meta decks mostly consist of for me Pekka decks because In Arena 12, which is where I am, where I'm at right now, not a lot of people run P.E.K.K.A. So a lot of times they have one big counter. Infernal Dragon is one of the things that I think is really meta. And sadly, though, it's like, it seems like not a lot of people are using it. Excuse me. Because of the resurgence of the Electro Dragon. But I honestly feel the Electro Dragon is so easy to counter. It doesn't feel like a lot of damage. And for, like, five or four Elixir, not enough value. So that um, is kind of it for the video game segment. Let's get to story time. Favorite segment of all. Thank you. Let's go. Welcome back to the Anything Is Everything podcast for our last section. Maybe my personal favorite. I hope it's your personal favorite segment. The story time segment. That's the one thing I honestly think changes my um, podcast from other people's. I don't think a lot of people have a segment where they really talk about, like, stories about them. So, that's what we're going to do right now. So, today's story time, let's talk about... Let's have a Clutch Royale segment. So, how did I get into the game? I know I... Really love talking about Clash because I think it's it's my second favorite game after League. We might talk about that later if we have a little time. So how did I become fond of Clash? Clash has actually spread across most of my cousins because all my cousins play. They're actually really good. They're even better than me. Because, hey, it's because I lost my count, okay? I would have been a beast if I didn't. Hey, anyway, okay. My bad. I had to... Put out some air, take out some air. So, AKA for it. But so, when I was on the basketball team for my first year, you know, cool guy, cool guy from last episode, he showed me Clash, and I thought it was so dumb. I was like, who would even play this? A lot of people, including me now. So when I tried it, I was like, this is kind of a fun game. This is pretty fun. After a few weeks, I was, like, kind of getting good at it. So I showed them my cousins. Didn't really have a closer relationship with my cousins before that until I really got to Clash, where I can kind of bond over it with them. And we've we've all been playing for the last, like, four years, I think. Four or three. Like, yeah, four or three. So with Clash, we kind of bonded over playing it because we all really... Like, playing it, we all thought it was a really fun game. And when I started, I was really, like, I was really excited to be in it. It was, it didn't feel old. It was new to me. And not a lot of people are playing it. Like, nowadays, you see so many ads for it. But Clash wasn't a really ad game. To start off, it was really basic. Most of the legendaries you know now are, like, not even there then. Ram Rider... Magic Archer, you go way back. Like things like I believe even the Sparky wasn't out. My deck was always a Pekka deck. I I wasn't even high enough to get like um. At the time, I believe yeah. Executioner used to be in jungle, and this is not really a while back, but the levels caps were also were different with the uh, legendaries nine the, no, it was the commons who were 9, the legendaries one, epics 4, epics were 4, and rares were 7. It was a really different game and, like, there wasn't a meta, there wasn't, Clash Royale didn't have esports. So, when it became an esport, I was kind of excited because I was still into the game, and then the account loss happened. Episode 2, watch that if you want to find out about it. But it seems like after I lost my account I really lost my sense of what clash was. I got new i I got a new iPad and I played Clash again but I lost everything. And the one day I got it back, it was it felt like my birthday. I was gifted back my account. It's that birthday feeling. But going back to how I learned it. So when I started I was a little nublet. It was really just Really tough for me because uh, people knew what they were doing, and I would just like bridge spam. If you don't know what bridge spam is, bridge spam is like throwing everything at the bridge. There's a bridge crossing, excuse me, your team and their team, and you just spam everything there to see if they have something, and then you just have spells to to destroy like any um, maybe uh, Skarmy. You just through arrows or zap at it, and you'd just be fine. So even even at the time, I still have the same ideology as I had back then: positive elixir trades, wait for double elixir, win the game. It was a really easy. It was really easy to get into it because it was. I had decent mechanics in playing it. It's the game I'm actually best at. Maybe even two K, but I think I'm best at that because. I always could get a positive elixir trade and then just counter back, so it felt like I was almost unbeatable. I felt like that, and then I reached Arena Eight. Arena Eight was like I was stuck there for like two months, and then when I finally broke through, I was really happy. So, if I were to if I were to rate each um, arena, I would say like obviously like the first five or six arenas. I farted, my bad, sorry. The first five arenas are kind of, like, pretty easy. Arena six, I got stuck for a while, and then I broke out. Arena seven is actually kind of easy. I got out in, like, a few, maybe, like, a day, because no one really ran counters for Becca, and they all ran Bridge Bam, and I destroyed Bridge Bam. So, arena eight. Arena 8, everyone has Inferno Tower. Frick everybody. When everybody has Inferno Tower, I can barely do anything. I get stuck trying to zap it. And even when you zap it, they have, like, a scar with your goblins or skeletons. Which just destroys me. So it took me two months to figure out. I should just run minor decks, which I just did to get out. And then Arena 9. Arena 9, a lot of people didn't actually, like... They didn't really use the cards you could get, except they abused executioner. Literally, when I got it, oh my gosh, I stopped using wizard. I just abused executioner. It was so easy to abuse because if you didn't have an executioner, you're you were messed. You were just trash. I'm sorry for people who don't use it, but like executioner is one of the best cards. It's pretty tanky. It's not even a firebally. Fireball, these are cards that easily get countered by Fireball. It's five elixir for something I feel is so much more value than something else you could get for five elixir. Like, executioner is a lot better for me than wizard. Like the wizard and executioner no one be one, they would tie because executioner does more damage, but the wizard is throws his thing faster. But in like, if I were to have it behind a tank, it would ra- I would always pick an executioner. So. Before, like maybe a day before I lost my account, I ran a Pekka of Meganite deck, and ever since I love running two tanks—not like cheap tanks, like maybe a nice gold one—but like two decently expensive tanks, and then I like two spells. My two spells before were Zap and Arrows, but now it's a log because celebration. With I had sixty-seven thousand, I spent it on a log, kind of expensive first thing i ever did when i got my account back so that's kind of it for my story time and thank you for being a great audience thank you a lot i've honestly had a lot of fun making this podcast and thanks to you i'm having a lot more fun doing it and this is all for you guys thank you bye